Let us continue the union um, of Kabbalah Shabbos and Yitzhiya Shabbos and Shabbos itself. Hashem. I want to mention something that we spoke about last week, which was the idea of trying to, I think we may even mention this on Friday night, the idea of trying to prolong Shabbos. Now, whenever something is good, you want it to be longer. For example, a chasana, right? When you are the chasana in the circle, you don't want the chasana to end. You just want it to continue. Okay, that's just how it is. Because when something is gishmak, you want it to continue. If Shabbos is gishmak to you, you don't want it to stop. You want it to continue. Now, there is a very, very big benefit, I want to discuss that for a few minutes, of accepting Shabbos early and bringing Shabbos late. Uh, something we spoke a little bit about last week, and I'd like to see a little bit more effort from the Olim, if you can, on Erev Shabbos, or planning out your Erev Shabbos, and try to come into Shul early to show that you are anticipating and waiting. Right? I remember... When I was in Lakewood for the Chasana a couple of weeks ago, so um, the Chasana Talmud of mine was like, okay, I need to get to the wedding at a certain time. Now that time was way earlier than he had to be there because you just want to be there on time. You don't want to miss your own wedding and when it's something important, whatever it may be, you want to be there on time. When it comes to Shabbos Kodesh, if you value Shabbos, I repeat, if you value Shabbos, this is something you want to make sure you're there on time for. On time doesn't mean running the shower, out the shower, combing your hair, whatever it means. It means being dressed, ready to accept Shabbos Kodesh in the base medrash. Now, the challenge, by the way, is not really in the summer. The challenge is in the winter. We're coming up to the winter now, where Shabbos becomes much earlier. The change in the clocks very, very soon in Eretz Yisrael, which means that Shabbos could begin anywhere between 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock. That's quite early. That means the day of Friday is a very short day. But if you plan it correctly, it could be a day of, um, you know, if you plan it properly, it could be a day that you come into Shabbos with the correct, proper way of doing it. Now, I want to mention you this idea, okay? There's a Gemara in Shabbos, Tav Kufiut Chesamad Base. You're familiar with the Gemara, right? Kufiut Chesamad Base, the Gemara brings the following, right, Nochi? The Gemara brings the following. Okay, Rabbi Yossi comes along. And Rabbi Yossi says that I love people that start Shabbos in Tveria and end it in Sipoiri. Okay, let me explain. Again, he admires people that start Shabbos in Tveria and end it in Sipoiri. Rashi explains that Tveria is in a valley. And you have to remember in the days before they invented clocks, it was very hard to figure out when Shkia was. It was hard to figure out when Shabbos began when the sun set because obviously the horizon was, you know, obstructed by the mountains. Therefore, people in Tveria in those days would basically start Shabbos early and they would accept Shabbos way before Shkia because they didn't know the exact moment of Shkia. So if you were in Tveria on Erev Shabbos, the Mila was you accepted Shabbos very, very early. Tsipuri, on the other hand, was totally different. Tsipuri was on the hilltop, which means that people there would end Shabbos very late to make sure that the sun had actually set, and obviously it was night. Now, there's a Modig Chidah. The Chidah brings down, and he adds, that it was possible to walk on Shabbos from one of these two cities to the other. Therefore, let's understand the Gemara. Rabbi Yossi is saying that I have the highest admiration for people that begin Shabbos in Tiveria because they accepted early and ended in Sipoiri, which they could have walked on Shabbos to end it late. And there we see there's an idea for a person to try and start Shabbos early 
accepted early. By the way, there's a mitzvah da'oraisa of Tosefah Shabbos. We learn it, the Gemara brings from Yom Kippurim, from Shmita, to me, Kabul Shabbos early is a mitzvah da'oraisa. Da'oraisa. Like putting on tefillin, like eating matzah. It's a mitzvah da'oraisa to accept Shabbos early. How long is early? It's a good question. Some say even a few minutes. So, for example, if Shkia is at five o'clock, there's a mitzvah da'araisa to accept Shabbos before 5 o'clock. How do you accept Shabbos? And be makabal Shabbos. 59, 58, do 58 because a minute before could be your clock is a minute late and therefore it's shkia now. So it always good to uh, two or three minutes before. I don't want to get into the mitzvah to serve a Shabbos. We'll discuss it at a different time. I want to tell you something else also, by the way. I want to tell you something else. It's brought down. We all know that a person, a person, not us, not anyone here, not anyone listening, but a person will be in Gehenim. Shabbos, they take you out of Gehenim. This is how it works. Shabbos, they take you out of Gehenim. It's like a break, you have a little bit of a vacation. When do they put you back into Gehenim? Where do you go? When do they put you back? I don't know. When do they put you back? They put you back on Monster Shabbos. I have a question for you. How, when do they put you back Monster Shabbos? Listen to... Oh, when you normally bring Shabbos out. Which means, Rabbi Sai. If you decide, Menachem, if you decide to keep Shabbos another five or ten minutes longer every week, then not be you, but someone would be in Gehenim, he'd be out for an extra five or ten minutes. If you keep it for an extra hour, no, 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 you, yourself. Obviously, you miss him, you're not going to be in Gehenim. But a, per- let's say a person that's in Gehenim, that when he was living in this world, kept Shabbos for a little bit longer, to prolong, to enjoy the radiance of Shabbos, so whatever he kept Shabbos to, that's when they will keep him out of Gehenim. So it's Kedai on your own way to do that as well. And um, again, like I said, it's a very important thing for a person to realize that Shabbos is as special as you make it. If you're rushing out of Shabbos, it means you don't value Shabbos. And that's a terrible, terrible thing. And that's a Chaval. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one more thing before we finish for today. And that is a Modic um, um, Marshal from the Dubna Magid. Okay, listen to this beautiful marshal from the Halikah Dubna Magid. The Dubna Magid talks about the idea of again utilizing the day of Shabbos Kodesh. Rabbi said, listen carefully. You're not going to get Shabbos if you don't listen to this. Okay, the Dubna Magid brings a story of a young man who became very successful in business, and he became very happy. He had a great lifestyle. He was enjoying himself. There was one drawback. What was the drawback? The drawback was because his business was so far away from the village that he'd grown up. He was very, you know, he was forced basically to live far away from his family and friends. Now, obviously, he made new friends, but he always missed his old village. He missed his old friends, his hometown. And whenever he met someone that was from his hometown, he's like, oh, tell me what's going on over there. Tell me the news. How's he? How's he? What's going on? What's happening? It's always, you know, where you grew up, a person has a natural, you know, chain, the place that he grew up with. Now, one day, a very, very poor man went from village to village collecting money to support himself and his family arrived in the wealthy man's home. He knocked on the door and he was invited inside. Now the householder listened to the poor man's tale of you know, what he was going through and to his surprise he said, I'm from, you're from that town? You're from my town where I grew up? That's amazing. Uh, this, is, uh, this is great. I wait for someone to tell me news about where I grew up from whatever it may be. So he started to listen as the man was telling him about the events, who got married, who had children, who died, how the town was developing and everything else. Now, as the poor man was talking, the rich man noticed that the poor man was constantly looking at his watch. 
Like as he was telling me what's going on, he was like, and the rich man started getting, I understand, stop looking at your watch. You know, what are you so, what are you rushing out from? Like, where do you have to go so much? So he said, listen, I'm really sorry. Like, I'd love to talk to you more, but I'm only here for a limited amount of time. I need to collect money for my whole family. I'm here to collect money. I'm not here to tell stories. I'm happy to tell you a couple of stories, but I can't hear all day because I've got, to, I've got to continue to collect money to support my family. The rich man said, listen here, how much do you collect every day? He said, average about 100 rubles. That's what I normally collect a day. He said, listen here, I will pay you 100 rubles a day just sit here and talk to me about my hometown. Just tell me about it. I love it. I wish I could be there. I can't be there because of my business, whatever. But I, I just want to hear about it. I'm willing to pay. The next day, the beggar was about to speak about the village when he fell asleep. Now, when he finally awoke, he said to the rich man, listen, I'd love to tell you a story, but I'm really hungry. Could you please give me some food? So he gave him a food. And then he continued the conversation. After the man was fed, the wealthy man couldn't continue. And he couldn't wait to continue. He was excited. But the, the, the poor man said, listen, I've just eaten, I'm stuffed, Can I just need a little bit of a nap. Do you mind if I have a little bit of a nap before I continue answering more questions? The man said, listen, I'm really sorry. I paid you a day of work. I'm here for you, you know, that's why I gave you the money in order that you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me things. You want to rest? Go rest at your own time. Don't rest on my expense. So the Dubna Magid is the same thing with our relationship with the Rabbi Yishalaylam. We are the poor man and the Rabbi Yishalaylam is the rich man. Throughout our work week, we're so busy to schmooze with the Rabbi Shalom. Got to go to work, got to take care of things. When Shabbos comes, the Rabbi says, don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of your business. I'll take care of everything. He gives us a day where we can hop a schmooze with the Rabbi Shalom. And we said, no, 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 now we're hungry. Now we're tired. We need a nap. We need to play a game, whatever it is. We're too hungry to think about that. The Rabbi says, I don't understand. I made you a day that you can relax, that you can enjoy with me and talk and schmooze and develop a relationship. But you're too busy. You're too tired. You're too hungry. You're too isic and, you know, thinking about other things. Says the Dubna Magi, that's what we want to think about in Shabbat. I think it's the most beautiful marshal that really, really applies to us. And I think it's something that we can gain from as well. Again, and we keep on saying this and just, you know, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, the day of Shabbos is a day to develop a relationship with the Rabbani Shalom. This is what we're learning. This is what we're working on. This is what we're doing. And the Rabbani Shalom will give us a wonderful opportunity to get closer to him.